So when I was 10 years old, I didn't feel like I was a very courageous person. If uh, Bobby Chase knocked me down and sat on me at recess, I didn't feel like there was much I could do about it. I, uh, my family moved to the small community of Gustavus to build a, build a home with hand tools and to subsist in the bush of Alaska. And I was pretty small still, so as they're building the house, I didn't have a role to play in the construction. So my job was to go out and catch fish. I was good at it, and I loved doing it. And I discovered also that I was really comfortable and confident when I was out there by myself, out in wild places, out in the open, enjoying that landscape. So that stuck with me through my life. And in 2004, I had an adventure uh, that I want to tell you about. And I had just built myself this beautiful wooden kayak, 17 feet long, weighed about 42 pounds, and it was way nicer than anything I could have uh, um, bought off the shelf. So I just finished this, and I was going to go on my first solo kayak trip up into Glacier Bay. I kayak a lot in my life, but I always went with other people, and this was a great opportunity for me to test myself. I was going to meet some friends up in the upper bay and then paddle back with them after several days. So I took off from the lower bay on the first day and I paddled 36 miles, which for me was a huge distance. It was the furthest I'd ever paddled and I, I really felt accomplished. I felt so good about it. I showed up in the east arm of Glacier Bay uh, at Hunter Cove and I found this beautiful campsite. There was a cliff over the top. I stopped and looked. There was no bear sign, no trails. No berries there to attract them, so I thought, hey, this is a perfect spot. Spent the night there, and over the next couple days, I explored the east arm of Glacier Bay, and I didn't find my friends. I did, though, rediscover sort of the, the scale and the emptiness of that four million acre wilderness, and it was really a, a beautiful time for me. I ended up heading back down on the third day, and as I was approaching Hunter Cove, I saw this brown bear, sow with three cubs, and she spotted me from the beach and took off up into the brush, which for me, uh, I don't know about you folks, but I really like bears that don't want to be around me. It's actually, it's actually my favorite kind of bear in, in, in my experience. So she took off into the brush, and I paddled another uh, couple miles back down to the perfect campsite that I'd had on that first night. Pulled up on the beach, it was a beautiful evening, and I, I took a picture of my kayak there in Hunter Cove because I was so in love with that thing. I was actually taking a lot of pictures of it, honestly. <laughs> okay. I took a picture of my boat and then I took my food canisters and stashed them in the woods a couple uh, hundred yards downwind. I took the kayak up into the ryegrass and tied it off and I set my tent up right there next to the kayak. That night, I was sleeping really soundly. It was beautiful. It was calm. And at about 12.30, I woke suddenly sound of multiple bears snuffling outside my tent and I knew they were bears at that point and I sat up felt that charge of adrenaline that I always feel when I get closer to a bear than I expect to and I said hey and these bears all I could hear the gravel spray in all directions as they took off and I'm quite sure it was the sow and her three cubs that had worked their way around the cove I laid there for about another hour and the adrenaline worked out of my system and I calmed down and it was very quiet and I fell asleep again. At about 6.30, I woke again suddenly 
and this time sound was crunching wood. It was my kayak. So I jumped out of bed, grabbed my bear spray, I opened up the tent and stood up, and there was a three-year-old uh, sub-adult male brown bear, and he was methodically working his way around my boat, biting it, crunching the deck and puncturing the hull all the way around. <laughs> so I'm standing there realizing I need that boat. I love that boat <laughs> and I want it back. So I figure out which way the wind's going and I work my way around downwind him and I spray him with about a half a can of the bear spray. And he coughs a couple times, but then he keeps going. He's biting the boat. He rips the back hatch off and he tears the back deck open. And I spray him with the rest of the can. Again, he coughs and he looks at me very calmly. And this is actually the really the most frightening part of the story for me is how, how calm that bear was. I want them to be chomping or, or foaming or doing something that says that they're ready to get away from me. Anyway, he looked at me really calmly and then he turned and he walked down the beach a little ways. So I ran over to my tent. I didn't run, actually. <laughs> I went to my tent right there. I grabbed my uh, uh, emergency gear. I put all my uh, outerwear on, put my PFD on, and my marine radio, and my emergency bag. And then I took my duffel bag, and I just started throwing all my gear into it, trying to get everything in one package so I could take it down the beach in one trip. I knew I couldn't carry my boat and the gear in one trip, so I was going to see if I could get that gear down there and come back to my boat. As I was finishing loading that duffel bag, I see the bear turn around and come back. So at that point, I take the duffel bag and I throw it as far as I can up into the alders. I grab my boat and I head down towards the water line. The bear comes and he turns and he walks with me, meets me at the water line. I drop my boat and I kind of fall into the cockpit with my legs out and back paddle off the beach. And he stands there, he didn't follow me in. He stood there and he watched me. So I'm sitting there in my boat taking on water through the holes in the side and he walks up to the up the beach and he picks up the can of bear spray he turns and he looks right into my eyes and he squeezes it and <laughs> pops the last bit of pressure out of it. so <laughs> at this point uh yeah, yeah you can imagine how i'm feeling um, <laughs> He turns then and he walks up into the alders and he grabs my duffel bag and he drags it out into the open and he lays down facing me and he tears it open and he starts pulling gear out one piece at a time and ripping it up. And at this point, I'm thinking, what can I do? So I've got this little uh, 12 gauge Olin uh, uh, flare gun on my emergency kit and I'm thinking, okay, I don't want to shoot it at the bear because actually, honestly, I don't want to light the thing on fire. Right. This is not. This is not what I want to do. So I think, okay, I'm going to shoot it over the bear and see if the noise and the, the flash and the motion scares him off. Maybe that'll do it. So I shoot this flare, and the bear watches the flare go by like that, and then he turns back and he starts tearing my gear apart. <laughs> At that point, I started paddling, and I, I paddled as quick as I could, about a quarter mile down, beached the boat, bailed it out got back in and started working my way down the shoreline. And each time I pulled off, I'd get on the marine radio and say, mayday, mayday. I, I, you know, my mouth is dry right now. I'm feeling this experience. <laughs> mayday, mayday. This is Sea Kayak, Magpie, uh, in need of assistance, east arm of Glacier Bay, north of Carolina Shoal. And I worked my way down for about three and a half hours. I'm getting hungry. 
I'm really tired and I'm also feeling a lot of, I'm quite cold, I think the stress and the, the shock of that experience is starting to wear on me. And I see a tent on the beach, so I pull over and uh, I'm this kind of person where uh, I don't want to bother people. <laughs> and, and put yourself in that tent, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I'm thinking, oh, I don't know if I want to wake these people up, right? So I do, I bring, I, I come up with the courage, and you know, that's right, you know me in social situations. I go over there and I, I call out to these people in this tent, and I ask them if they have a cliff bar or something. Actually, they do, they have a cliff bar. So they give me this cliff bar and I eat it, and um, I get back in my boat and I go offshore and I manage to get, get in touch with the uh, rangers on the other. And by the way, I checked in with these folks and they don't have the means to, to help me really in any way. They're on their way up. They don't have any contact either. So I go out and I get on the radio. I finally get in touch with a fishing boat on the other side of the bay and they relay to the, to the uh, headquarters and they send the uh, ranger, ranger patrol boat up to get me. It takes about an hour and a half for them to get there. It's a long ways. It's a big place. So about an hour and a half later, they show up and I see them coming up in the east arm. I'm holding my paddle float, which is yellow on my, on my uh, paddle, and I've got my orange vest on, and I'm standing there, and I can see that they're not finding me. They're calling me on the radio, where are you? So I, I line them up with an island, and I give them directions, basically, how to turn so they can find me. It's really fascinating to be in, in that place and discover how big it is. Anyway, they come to the shore, pick me up in my broken boat, and I get on board, and it's these two seasonal rangers. It's their first year in the park, and they drive me back up to my campsite to get my gear and my food. We get there, and the bear is still there, and he's still tearing up my gear. And they don't have the shotgun with the rubber bullets. They don't have the ability to haze that thing and chase it off. So uh, I talk one of the seasonals into getting on the beach with me. We throw rocks, and the bear actually chases the rocks. It doesn't. It's not really concerned about it. <laughs> but it moves far enough down the beach that I feel comfortable with this guy watching for me to go up there and load all my ripped up gear into the duffel bag and throw it on the boat. And then I have to go get my food. And it's back in the trees. And the bear's wandering in and out of the brush line along that shoreline. I'm thinking, I really don't want to do this. But I go down the beach. I figure out where it is, because it's not visible in the alders. And I get myself ready, listen, I watch. I dive in there and grab these bear cans and throw them out there as far as I can down the beach. Jump down there, grab them. And I load them back on the boat and we motor away from the shore. And as we're motoring away, I'm sitting on this pile of wet, ripped up gear, smelling like bear spit. And I realize in that moment that that's, uh, that the place that I feel comfortable, the place that I feel most courageous is in wilderness. And it was a nice place for me to be, even in spite of that adventure.